is we talk about the games that we played every week, but you're probably the one that plays the most games. Yeah. So why yes. don't you fucking talk about them? Well, you actually finished a game this week. You should talk about it. Why don't you, you talk about it right sense. now? <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but before you talk about it, I will welcome everyone back to the Tribute Game Podcast. The Tribute Games is a studio in Montreal. We make video games like uh, Mercenary Kings and uh, Wizard, uh, available on a variety of available on a variety of platforms. And uh, talking to you right now is Yannick Belzil. I'm a writer and a social media person at Tribute Games. And with me are uh, Dumb 2D, I'm a game designer. Stéphane Boutin, artist. Uh, Justin, game design animation. Jean-François, programmer. Carl Kerschel, comic book artist. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Hey. hey, so uh, as we were talking about like what we played uh, this week, so Stéphane, what have you been playing? A uh, bunch of stuff. I uh, Right now I'm playing uh, Tetrobot, uh, which is a kind oh, yeah. of a point-and-click puzzle game. Same guy who's doing the submarine. Yeah, exactly. Tetrobots? Yeah. Okay. And it's really awesome. What is the... It's um, a point-and-click puzzle game with blocks. I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> they, they did the previous game kind of similar... Oh, blocks the that blocks matter. that matter, yeah, yeah. but the blocks that matter was a uh, was actually like a like a two D side scroll platformer type of game, and this one is uh, is more uh, point and click, and it kind of turned me off uh, at first because I I don't know I I just downloaded it, not really looking into it, and I expected it to be like blocks that matter, but uh, it's it turned out to be pretty good uh, nevertheless. And uh, I also played a bunch of Hammer Watch. Yeah, we played that together which a is couple weeks ago, but you pretty, finished it with someone else, right? Yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, super cool. The few details, per, uh, almost perfect. Almost. But what kind of game is it? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a, a dungeon crawler. Okay. Just so an update of Gauntlet. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah exactly. Two player. They they actually players. made uh, they did some levels that just look like Gauntlet. Yeah, the so. bonus levels are just Gauntlet levels. That's not the thing we played at your place once. Yeah, we played at the. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. with like where you switch into a different monster all the time. Uh, no. Oh, that's a different game. Oh, that's crawl. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Anyway, lots of games where you crawl dungeons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one is really cool. Uh, mil- uh, mostly in the multiplayer. Uh, humongous dungeons with uh, swarms of enemies coming at you but they're really fun to manage the the controls are super simple but really uh, really fun to play with so and that's on PC Steam uh yeah okay. i don't know if it's on anything else i don't think it is on anything else sounds cool and it's all sprites or is it like hand drawn all sprites and the, the there's actually uh, it's still i think it's still kind of always in development or well, they're adding content to it because they, they probably have good tools to create levels. Huh. So I think it, more and it, more it stuff. seemed to be like a maybe like a like a web thing or a, maybe just a downloadable <laughs> game, small, really small game at first, and then they when they put it on Steam, they early access like yeah, I'm not sure. I I didn't really look into the story. But, uh, but it feels like they're evolving the, the basics. Right, right. Because cool. yeah, there's like three campaigns, and one of them is uh, like the, the early prototype kind yeah. of levels, and then they, he, he, the guy did a, a bunch of, like, I think there's five levels, and then he did a new campaign more recently, which is more like a, an RPG, hmm. where uh, you have a central hub, hub city-like yeah. kind of thing, and you explore... Uh, different dungeons and then you go back to the central hub to upgrade your things. That's really cool. It sounds like uh, developers can like put out a game really early, uh, gauge the feedback and then just add content uh, until uh, yeah. they're bored or do something else. I, I don't really like that kind of... Uh... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's it's almost like you're providing now more of a service than a, than a game, like you're maintaining like... Also when you're buying you just don't know what you're really getting. You yeah. don't know if yeah, it exactly. will do that or not, so... Yeah, I, I really, I really don't like uh, starting playing a game that's not finished, and yeah. like coming back to it a few months later and everything's changed. Or yeah. <laughs> like Broforce, I haven't played that yet because it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And oh, is it not officially finished? No, no. Uh, and that, and it it's kind of weird because if you play it, if you played it a couple months ago and you play it now, it is different. Like the structure is different. There's more levels and stuff, but you still redo the stuff that you've done before. Mm-hmm. And it's still changing, so you might have to redo it again and again. I don't know. Yeah. 
Like per, personally, I kind of agree with you. I, I prefer like finished pieces. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and you can wrap your head around it and feel like you've accomplished something. But yeah, yeah. the tendency seems to go more towards now like uh, work in progresses. But uh, that's probably all because of Minecraft, right? Because Minecraft had a really strong core that worked, and yeah. then they just added and added and added to it. Yeah, and, and that was good. But it, it works. It works with Minecraft because there's no uh, there's Purpose. no real yeah <laughs> exactly. It's like a sandbox, so you you just throw in a bunch of tools or like new new stuff you can level editors play around with and so oh. it, it that that's good for that type of game but like a, like for broforce for yeah. example it feels more like a like something that would have a structure and defined levels and so just out of curiosity how many of you have played minecraft like uh, actually played like uh, but that's i mean i've played 10 minutes <laughs> okay so that, that i played i played a couple of hours of it okay yeah same here okay cuz I think a lot of people still think that it's only a creative mode, like that you can just put blocks and create stuff in it. But it's really not. Like it's yeah, you a, have the Ender and Ender Dragon or something. Well, the, it, there's a whole survival mode where yeah. you you need to like actually mine and create. Well, stuff. I I think I only played the survival. Mode. Okay. I mean, doesn't isn't that the default? Like I started it and had to build a shelter, and I was, I got attacked at night by creepy yeah, guys. Yeah. But most yeah. most of the people I talked to that haven't played it only see the uh, like the videos online or like I created Game of Thrones and yeah. it's like blah blah blah. But they all think that it's just a kind of a cube, a Photoshop. I don't know. Like I think it's like the survival mode is kind of like an annoyance. Like people play Minecraft just uh build these universes. I'm only interested in the survival mode. Yeah, me too. Personally. Like, I think it's great you can build stuff, but if I was going to play it long-term, it's like the constant threat is the only thing kind of keeping me interested. That's the only game part there is. Yeah. Otherwise, that's okay. I think it's cool. It's it's. I used to dream about games like that mm-hmm. yeah, when I was younger. But that's what I mean. That's, that's the only actual game there is. Well, I think there's many games in Minecraft. Like, I have a friend who just mines. So it's basically a slot machine, because he just mines and he waits until he finds uh, diamonds. But he does that all night. It's just his, his like... It's like going do? to a bar and playing the, the slot machine. <laughs> what does he do with the diamonds? Uh, nothing. He has a giant <laughs> chest with a shit ton of, of diamonds, and he's like, hey, you guys, you can use the diamonds if you want. Are they right. random? It's, it's yeah. just... Yeah, it's, it's a randomly seated in the world, so... He just creates like super long tunnels and like a whole tunnel system so that you can find all the diamonds. So. I played Terraria for a while. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was, I guess, it seemed like a similar thing having not played a lot of Minecraft. And it was, it, I, it's fundamentally the same thing, right? I know I'll probably get shit for that, but it, but essentially there's, a, you know, you're fighting stuff, there's a survival mode and you're just digging and digging. And I guess there are bosses and things, but I never encountered yeah. any. But you don't, you don't have to play that way if you want to just stay on the surface and build stuff you can do that if you want to go deep and find the secret dungeons and fight in them you can do that mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of cool how on a server we're like five or six people but we all kind of have our own little goal in the game it's really i don't know i love do, it do you think that kind of game design uh, uh emerged from games like uh, grand theft photo where you can just fool around in the city for hours like without sandbox. actually, yeah, yeah, actually doing anything. Yeah, I think take it's a the motorcycle and jump off. Yeah, exactly. Stairs. Just, just do whatever. Yeah. Everything but the what the game uh, asks you to do. I, th- I think it also comes from just prototyping. Like th- I think Notches was uh, experimental. Kind of seems like we've got a real hot topic. Yes. <laughs> oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Notch was kind of a, an experimental kind of programmer right yeah. so he probably just created this one thing with cubes and was like what can i do in it they just added the monster and then he's like oh i should probably put swords in it wasn't uh, there like a game that came out just before minecraft that was like so similar i don't know i think it's infinite miner or something like that yeah oh yeah. yeah i haven't tried it so i can't really uh say how similar it is i That's- think i think that one was just about the mining but yeah, I, don't know, I don't remember. Can you imagine though being like so close yet so far? Like yeah. you just missed, you know, putting like, a oh, monster oh. in your game <laughs> from having like six billion dollars. Yeah, like the the GoBots like sitting in the corner. Like, <laughs> yeah. God damn it, so close. <laughs> I kind of like the GoBots. Yeah, 
don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, you were born the Gobots. Oh, the the, the Transformers lookalikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weren't um I I don't know if this is true, but I remember someone telling me that because as a kid I resented Gobots as yes. a lame toy. Yeah. Right. Um, but someone told me they actually predated the Transformers, and the Transformers kind of ripped them off. I think that uh, the the predated it by uh, like a couple of months, and the Gobots are entirely like uh, I think North American product, while Transformers are a bunch of different toy lines uh, from Japan that were sort of brought uh, together under the same um, umbrella in North America. Like as you know, they had there's a jet fire in the Transformers is a Robotech yeah, of uh, course. jet or character, so they just pick and choose different. I guess that's why they have all, Transformers have all these different sizes or something. Like probably for a while they just they would be uh, larger and bigger characters, and eventually they just made like, tinier or smaller uh, mm-hmm. versions of them. Anyways, I know uh, Transformer experts. I will say though that the Transformers GI Joe comic is really good, <laughs> and the GI Joe do not know what Transformers are, so they refer to them as Goldbots, which Whoa. is oh, wow. <laughs> so. What's your favorite Transformer if you had to pick one? That's probably yeah. Uh, Optimus oh. Prime is cool. You know what? Who's not? Who's really cool, but not like is Cosmos. He turns into a, a green saucer. Yeah, oh, I had him. Good. I lost him. Well, he's so small. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think I someone him, took I him. Lost. Like I, I think I got him as like a secret Santa gift in school, and then someone <laughs> took him home, and I didn't yeah. care that much. <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> he sucks, but I like this saucer ship, and I also like uh, there's a Decepticon that that transforms into a train and. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, Astro Train. Astro Astro I had this one. He was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. He yeah. has a cool name, and both of his forms are in yep. his name. So I that's just, yeah. that's really functional, and I like it a lot. You know what amazed me is that like we probably watch Transformers in English, and yeah, yeah. everyone here watched them in French. But I guess Soundwave had his like synthesizer voice, but not in French. Oh. So when we watched it for the first time. Yeah, a couple of years ago, we were losing our mind. <laughs> wow, Soundwave's voice is awesome! Yeah, that was, uh, Soundwave's voice was a really big deal. It yeah. was an iconic part of that show. Like, I can't imagine, you know, being fooled all these years not hearing that voice, you know? Yeah. Or like, Starscream slash Cobra oh, Commander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we had enough with the, uh, with the transforming, uh, noise. Yeah. I remember, like, at one point, I, I looked up on, online, like, how did they make that, uh, that sound, but I never found out. So maybe it's just like the sound of the gods. It's magical. <laughs> I never meant to, to know. But, uh, Justin, what yeah. are you playing this week? Uh, I got around to playing just a couple first hour of Shantae. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a bitch of a time downloading that thing. Oh, and now we're getting the explicit label. <laughs> yeah, that sorry, term. but thanks. No, but I mean, I'm. I decided for the 3DS, I'm going to go all digital because I have a like pretty large collection. I thought, no, let's yeah, stop just... bragging. <laughs> but I thought, no, let's just put it all on one SD card because you can. I don't know. Like it just took forever, and I kept getting error messages. Did it uh, take forever because it was downloading directly to an SD card? Well, that's how it but works. It doesn't download to like to internal memory first, and then you move it over. Hey, I don't know where the problem occurred. I just know that I purchased it, and they were like, "Thanks for the money," and then it just kept stalling and giving me error messages for like a day. And then when it finally, and then uh, like I contacted Nintendo, they they got back to me like four days later or something. They're having like a lot of problems, I mm-hmm. guess. But. Yeah, it just eventually works, so I didn't get around to playing it more than an hour, but all that to say, Shantae is really great. Is nice. it a remake, or it's a new one? No, no, it's a it's a new one. It's not the Kickstarter. That's, like, the entirely hand-drawn one that's coming out later. This is uh, just another, like, pixel art 2D sprite uh, platformer. All right. It's really good. Feet-drawn. Feet-drawn? Yeah. Well, they drew with their feet instead of their hands? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why we say hand-drawn, really, because... Yeah. Pixels are hand-drawn as well. So. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's all hand-drawn. Yeah. Um, hand-drawn stuff is also technically still a sprite. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's digital. Oh, my God. Nerds! Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'm... I got that in Fantasy Life, but you know I didn't get around to even starting it because it seems like it's a much bigger time sink. Yeah, we'll talk about it more next week because you'll have some time to. Yeah, try so it. hopefully I'll have it finished for next week. But that's what I've been up to. What about you? I'm um, still yeah. on Destiny, unfortunately, Ooh. but I started playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've been meaning to finish Grand Theft Auto 3 for the longest time. Wow. Now that I have a, an iPhone 6 Plus, which is the worst <laughs> device to game on. Um, it's the what? brag show. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty used brag show. I got all the games. I got is the it machines. Bad? I was wondering, is it, a, is it shitty to game on? Big correction. Or just for that kind of game? <laughs> it's not shitty to game on if the game is actually made for yeah. an iPhone. But Grand Theft Auto has, like... 20 buttons on the screen and it's it's so hard to play it's it's hard to play that game with a regular controller yeah i think like like the combat was always difficult i basically just shoot anywhere and the auto aim sometimes works and i can get by but it's it's so painful to play but i'm trying to yeah trying to finish it on iphone since it's my only time that i can really get the game on like for for older older games and stuff. And yeah, uh, touch controls. I really can't imagine like making a Mercenary King sport when I, I see those types of games. I also tried like Contra a while back and it's you, so horrible to like Do you ever tried that little device they uh, developed? Yeah, that like, nuts. With a, yeah, with I don't know. It was like a little like a, rubber ring thing that you put on the yeah, like a on little screen? snap-on device. Yeah, it's a nipple. It had like a, it's a nipple. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, I never yeah. tried driving. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just adds a, another layer of complexity to games that really don't want to have. So mm-hmm. really frustrating stuff. How about you, Carl? Oh, it's it's so depressing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've been playing? I'm I'm ashamed to even say it's this it's this dumb. Browser game <laughs> called Clicker Heroes. Have you seen it? Yeah. No. Don't start. Pl- it's. F- I mean, I mean, co- Cookie Clickers had yeah. some fun in it, right? Yeah, it it's some humor. It's basically exactly like that kind of thing. It's like, have you played the Jelly games? Beans thing? Kinda. It's like a game where you're basically just. It's literally just about clicking, right. and then you can just keep upgrading stuff um, to like automate the clicking for you faster right. and faster, and just keep doing more DPS and over and over, and then like. But this is worse than that. Like, you can kind of get to the... You can unlock all the characters and then ascend the world, which means you basically soft reset everything. You keep, like... You keep all your... Um, Stats? Sort of. You you, um, you kind of upgrade your heroes. You're gaining these hero souls. It's not worth getting into at okay. all. <laughs> the point is that, like, I just haven't had time to do anything oh, yeah. with right. work. So, like, my only actual gaming time is either sitting on the metro um, or, like, you know, every, like hour or so I'll, like I'll open this dumb clicker heroes game and click on a few things and then close it again. so it's kind of like a joke game right the, the, that whole genre started with uh, cow clicker which was a parody of farmville right because everybody the, the message was like all you're doing is clicking on cows right right but it's really even, just distilling the the mechanic to what it literally is which is just clicking uh, for, just clicking for one achievement forever yeah wow but the thing is even cow clicker became a success <laughs> like because financially they were selling different cows they were selling oh different upgrades yeah, this one as far as i know doesn't sell anything and there's already been ads know. on the page i think there are there are uh upgrades now in cookie clicker that you can buy and stuff like that yeah. but cookie clicker was funny because it was still a parody like it was yeah it was making fun of no this is this doesn't feel like a parody at all. at all it is it is just literally just taking this this sort of addictive mechanic and upgrade tree wow. yeah, and, and balances it in a way that you just you're compelled to just keep doing it and the numbers are i feel like are gigantic well, in Cookie Clicker, it was like after two, two or three clicks, you get something, mm-hmm. and five or something. Yeah. But the, uh, Clicker Heroes, whatever it was called, like it's it's gigantic. It's just like yeah, it's like monsters, billion, like, like it's really exponentially. HP. It's like like millions, and then like millions of millions, and it, like they start using scientific notation to show the scores. Yeah. It is. I understand that it is a, a pointless exercise and, yeah. and stupid, but it's like kind of the only thing that I have I've had yeah. time for during the day. It, I think we had a game designer back at Gameloft. This is like over 10 years ago, and I can't remember for the life of me the name of it, but it was something like Browser Quest, where it was uh, a game that played itself. As long as you had it open, you just saw stats. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this basically does that too. Like you can Except close you your browser. It, it has a it installs some cookies, and when you yeah. open it again, it'll tell you. Um, right. It'll tell you, hey, we've been we've still you've been gaining gold as you've been away, and yeah. you haven't really lost any progress. It's kind of insidious that way. But this one was even worse because like all the stats meant nothing. 
And they just kept adding words and stats and things. Uh-oh. Like, you know, you never had any idea that nope. you were better at something. They just, it just, you, the point was to have it as open as long as you could. And whoever had it open the longest was the best. Yeah. No, this is mathematically like all legit. Like it, it's just, it's just pointless. But like I was going to, I was saying to you guys in, in that email sure. really briefly, like, like the bigger problem for me right now is, and it's kind of like, not, not worrisome, but I just don't understand it. Is that like, I'll go home, like I'll, I've been working super long days just to meet deadlines. And then I'll go home and I'll kind of want to play something. And like I'll fire up the PlayStation or the Xbox or whatever. And, and then I end up like, literally, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I just stare at the screen. Like I just go through the fucking games list and, and I'm like, I don't want to play any. And like there's like a bag of games I haven't even played. And I, I kind of go through, I'm like, I don't want to play any of this stuff. Yeah. And so then I kind of look online on the store and, and look at what's popular, what's on sale or whatever. And there's nothing. And I just don't know. Like I remember feeling this way a few years ago and I kind of just, it was just depressing. Like I just sort of fell out of it. I'm just waiting for some kind of experience, I think, that is different from all the junk. Did you play the Brothers? The it's there. I had it. Like I had it installed. I was like, this is probably great and different. Yeah, and I just didn't have it in me to It's start. only three hours. Last night, I st- actually, I started playing the Puppeteer. Yeah. Um, because it seemed like a fun, different thing. But it was even, and it's beautiful. But yeah. it was also still just to... Uh, it was like really story, like half the time I wasn't even playing, I was just watching it do stuff. But I think it's more, it's more about you than about the games. I think so. there are games that are pretty good right now. Yeah. Just the involvement that you need to put into it and, and all that. Maybe you just don't have the energy for that. I think so. I think it, I think maybe <clears throat> I just need a break. I, th- I, th- I think that's why I bought Phantom Slide this week is because I needed a game that is low involvement. Like you just go in there and just shoot a couple of rabbits and pick up some flowers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just, the level of of space I have in my head for a game these days. Yeah, it could be like when you're when you're kind of in your head all the time, or you're yeah. you're doing creative work all day. It's yeah. kind of. I mean, usually I can just zone out with whatever. Honestly, I almost bought Destiny because I thought, or Alien Isolation or something, and I thought I wouldn't. Like, I just want to like play something that's totally. I want to kill something. Yeah, like uh, kind of. Yeah. Like I, I think thought, Alien Isolation might be a mistake for you. Maybe because it's, it's probably way too involved, right? But it's like it's dreadful and stressful, and uh, you'll you'll play twenty minutes a day and you'll be tired. Yeah, so. I I thought like my when I when I sat and kind of thought about what I kind of felt like playing, I I almost just played some old Halo games. Yeah, just because it was kind of comfortable and yeah. dumb familiar. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. That's why I'm playing old adventure games that I've played before. Like, I finished Quest for Glory 3 this week, but it was, like, totally brainless. It was mm-hmm. just like, I remember this. I just need to go there and then go there and then go there. And do this. Yeah. I yeah. finished it, and it was just like, okay. Maybe I'll put in Symphony of the Night again. Oh, sure. yes. That's the best. Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with going back to old stuff. Like, No, I do. I like, I do. I, I, yeah, anyway, finish your... Oh, no, I think there's <laughs> just as much merit in that as playing new stuff. I also think that some of it's maybe the industry, too. Like, I find, like, the length of games... It becomes intimidating because it's not like movies where you can just blitz and watch or like TV series. Like in a week, you can like watch the entirety of a series or watch, you know, like all the movies that came out in a year in a weekend kind of thing. You can't do that with games. You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to play the last, you know, 10 cool games this year. You couldn't do it in the same uh, time space. So I think the, the length of games has a lot to do with it. And, well, uh, you probably could. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, sometimes. But um, and then I also think the other problem is that it's just like a super saturated market where the the quantity of good quality stuff that's out there is, you know, it's, it's it's let's face it, it's almost a problem because no one has the time to put into it. So I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a, a solution for these kinds of problems. But um, well, I think it's just like like you said, it's going to come back at some point. You'll find the one game that's really interesting for you. And yeah, I think you. You go through these sort of slumps. Yeah, I've been through it before. Well, I like uh, Tetrobot for that because it, uh, it kind of uses my... Like, I come back from work, my brain's rushing, and it uses that rush but transforms it into puzzle solving. Because mm-hmm. it's really it's really brainy. Like, if you if you want to solve all the problems, it's, it gets really... Uh, they, they manage to get a, a good amount of twists. It was interesting, actually, because I was, I was trying to, like, I was just sitting on the couch and I was trying to think, like, what do I actually even want to play? Like, I couldn't even think of what I wanted. Or Jamestown? Like a uh, shooter? Space shooter? I saw that. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, as for me, I've been, you've been mentioning, uh, talking no, we, uh, we don't want to know. I don't have a lot to add anyway, so <laughs> I'm gonna as well shut up. You're right. No, we're yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, you played the um, uh, new Zelda. Yeah, 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 Link Between uh, Worlds. Yeah. So yeah, oh. I've been playing something really familiar and, uh, but something new at the same time. And I'm, I'm really loving it so far, but again, I'm wondering if it's just me. Uh, stepping into a, a new, uh, cleaned up, uh, pristine, uh, iteration of my favorite game. Like, I'm really enjoying it. And, uh, but I'm wondering, like, is it really, really good? Or is it just like the new version of something I love? And even though, like, producing a game like that, you, you it's not like there's a Zelda machine and you can just press a button and uh, poop out a, a new Zelda. Well, you know what? If, Maybe. if there's a machine like a couple of times that didn't work all that well, or yeah. uh, this time it's working really well for me. There's the um, so I'm enjoying it a lot. Seeing like the 3D version of Hyrule uh, mm-hmm. HD of a uh, of a map I already know by heart is. Is uh, it the same map? Yeah, pretty much. It's the same um, map. It has it has a bunch of differences though, especially in the Dark World. I have oh, to yeah. think: is this actually a game we've all played? Because that's no. kind of. Yeah. Fun too. Yeah, yeah, we all played the yeah, same yeah, game. Yeah, so it's cool. We can actually all yeah, add to the discussion. But Yannick <laughs> didn't play. Like, no, not yet. Second dungeon. Somewhere? I'm uh, done the first dungeon, and I'm heading towards the second dungeon. Okay. Yeah, I don't have that much time to play. I could play a lot of it like uh, this week because I was on a train. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, but I think the differences appear more later on, so that's mm-hmm. probably why you still feel like that. But uh, one thing I really liked about it, because on, on the 3DS, like, and Jeff started talking about touch controls. Like, I was really, as I was playing it, I had not played a DS game for a while, and I was like, oh, right, touch screen. I hope there's not too much of it in there. And it oh, turns yeah. out, you, you can just do it all with buttons if you like. And I was glad with that, because I'm like, I don't want to... I remember back in the DS days, I had no problem whipping out the the stylus and play on and, and play in the subway or just play with that, but now I, I guess... Putting in too much tablet time at work and stuff like I don't want to use a stylus. I can't remember DS. the last time I took the stylus out of the DS folder. Yeah. I never ever use it. I mean, I mean, the uh, Phantom Hourglass and all that. They they pushed it too far. Like they did not need to do all the the swipe and yeah, yeah, yeah. dash stuff. And it was just it was just tiresome. Um, mm-hmm. That reminds me, and um, I think it's Flower Town or whatever that that me game. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I haven't played that one yet. I don't know the one. I'm not. Plaza. I'm downloading yeah, yeah. any of the extra me games. Just uh, the default. They're great. Yeah, they are yeah. really good. Well, for some reason, I keep trying to like touch the top screen. I know it's not <laughs> just in that game, but there's yeah, there's like uh, like a circle where there's like a door in it, and it really looks like it's like you should be able to press it. And I keep pressing that stupid button and feeling lead, really lead, lead programmer, ladies and gentlemen, lead programmer. Uh, so yeah, I think it should be dual like touchscreen or none at all. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty happy to not have to bother with the touchscreen. And no, it's just extremely charming in that particular uh, Nintendo Zelda way that I really enjoy. I love when going to Kakariko Village. I love going to talk to all of the NPCs and uh, their weird speech patterns and uh, the old Nintendo joke of... Uh, Press Y to do this. What does press Y mean? I don't know. I'm just a kid. <laughs> Stuff like that, I think, is uh, it always works for me. So oh. I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I hope to play it more in the week. Once you reach the, the Thieves' Town, mm-hmm. uh, make sure you talk to the uh, musicians in the bar. Yes, I have. Yeah. I, I have uh, talked to the mus- musicians. There's a shy kid who does not uh, want to... Talk too much, and there his friend who's more talkative. Did they play some music for you? Uh, they did play the Zelda music for me, and I imagine that if I ask for more songs eventually, would they get into the Nintendo catalog or something? I think it's my favorite part of the game because you just they just play a kind of a acoustic version of the Zelda songs, mm-hmm. and it's just super lovely and super like intimate. I don't know, it's great. Yeah, you get to. Uh, it gets to it uses the link to the past a world, but it gets to be more lived in at mm-hmm. the same time. You can use more of it, which I uh, which I really like. As you start the game, uh, it's not a direct sequel to Link to the Past. It's uh, again like most Zelda, maybe a century past, and yeah. uh, at one point you can find uh, information about uh, Link to the Past being in the in the past. But at first, I thought that it was a, d- a direct sequel. 
And everyone is sort of saying, Link, get up, what are you doing? And, and stuff like that. So I just said, oh, after saving Irule, he just went back to his regular life and everyone <laughs> forgot the, forgot his uh, mighty deeds. Right. And he just he went back to his regular life and he had to make something of himself and he could not uh, fall back on the glory of being the hero of time. Everyone forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really com really profound and sad, but maybe true to life that maybe uh, in life you can't uh, live off your accomplishments or something like that. But it turns out it was not about that at all. <laughs> yes. It's fun to see like how well they've uh, captured the the look of the sprites and the color mm -hmm. schemes in 3D. Yeah. And they even showed I think like a making of where they explain how like all the houses are skewed to sort of give that top-down look cuz it's kind of a cheated perspective. It's yeah. not like a pure like uh, bird's eye view or three quarter. It's, you know, something of a perspective, but they showed how they had to like take everything and just kind of put it on an angle like yeah. backwards yeah yeah so they just everything, 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 everything is, is uh, as their head backwards huh. yeah, yeah the whole i uh, the whole of hyrule is just leaning back a, a bit and also i really enjoyed the uh, the main uh, uh, link sprite who's not like a, I, I, who's not the cute uh, Wind cartoon Windwaker, yeah. which but I, it, I love that design but i love the squat classic link with his weird round nose but his hair like his hair is not pink uh, well, it it should be weird blonde, but it would be great if it was pink, just like the original sprite. Yeah. But uh, it's weird how you don't register the sprite as having pink hair. You just think of him as having the hair color from the from the box art and stuff like that. But it's a pretty good game. Try it out. Try this uh, little uh, little known game <laughs> called uh, A Link Between Worlds. It's pretty good. Yeah, some people are gonna think they they're listening to last year's podcast. Yeah, well, that's, no. uh, when I talk about gaming, that's gonna that's. <laughs> Gonna happen for me. I Honestly, though, I think there's easily. really just as much merit in talking about things that didn't come out this week. Oh yeah, for sure. I, well, I mean, we were pretty buzz busy last year, so yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Are you guys gonna buy that new DS with the with the camera control? Nope. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're gonna, gonna say that. you're gonna buy it for Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. Okay. Kinda have to. Justin is wearing a Monster Hunter polo right now, <laughs> but um, it hasn't been announced yet, right? For the, North America, yeah, it has? early 2015. Okay, but yeah, like my, like I just bought my. This is the second 3DS I've bought in like a year, because the first one crapped out, and this one's giving me problems. So it's like I'm kind of also annoyed that I'm like having to buy these things. What kind of problems? The first one, the shoulder just just gave out, gave out. Oh. and then on this one, like I don't know because there's like rubbing on the two screen sizes. Like there's like starting to get like a bubble on the top screen. Hmm. I haven't done anything. The the, the speakers they uh, how do you say it in English? They gish. They're on the fritz. Yeah, on the fritz. They'll probably replace it for you. I guess, but I don't know. If you're a Nintendo person, I have no integrity. I will re-edit this podcast to remove <laughs> all the bad stuff out. No problem, as long as we get new DSs and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but the first Game Boy, one of my friends dropped it in a lake, and then he <laughs> yeah. picked it out, and it was still working. That thing is a tank. It really, yeah. did, it's impossible to break it. Did you ever go to the Nintendo World Store in New York? They no, have the, the Game Boy that was, like, in the first Gulf War, and it survived, like, a bombing, and it, nice. the plastic casing is all melting. It's like all the guts are kind of exposed, and it's running Tetris fine. <laughs> like, these things were indestructible. <laughs> They're like cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that case is so thick. That, that old Game Boy case, it was like a... I, I can't. I don't even remember how heavy it was. I mean, I, I'd be shocked to pick it up now. I think it's like it was pretty much like it looked uh, from afar. It looks like a, a, an adult calculator, like like your, your parents would use. And when they had that that printer late in its life with the with the paper rule, it really looked like an <laughs> an, an accountant's calculator. Yeah. yeah, I think every time uh, Apple announces an iPhone, I wish they would just show they compare it to the original Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fifteen times the the size of yeah. Let's make. I, I, don't, I don't even read books that are as thick as the original no. Game Boy. So Let, let's make the original Game Boy our our, our stick yard, our measurements for yeah. for anything. Her measuring stick. It's not a measuring stick anymore. It's a Game Boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many Game, Game Boys Boy is that? Scale. How many Game Boys is that? <laughs> How many Game Boys long is this podcast? I don't know. It's. Uh, <laughs> I would say it is. Uh, it, it could be like a hundred rounds in Tetris uh, mode A. Yeah. Oh, if you suck. If you suck, yeah, for sure. 
And uh, um, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> what else to say. I, I'm just waiting for the next time you can use the Game Boy measurements example. Are you tired, Carl? You want to go? No, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Questions? Dev Corner? Dev Corner? Do we have uh, Dev Corner questions? Dev Corner stuff to discuss? Reader mail? Reader mail? I do not have reader mail. People listening to this podcast that do not read anything at all. They're, I'm just. All comments about this podcast comes from uh, Dot Waves. They recorded, they sent it to me, oh, and they wish. say it's either great or terrible. <laughs> it's all, it's all great. It's all great. Uh, what else we can talk about? We finally shipped off our uh, all our Kickstarter rewards. Yeah, thank God. It's, uh, almost. Yeah, it's a huge Maybe load of Game Boys off our minds. Uh, <laughs> all the physical stuff. All the physical stuff. Man. We all we only have like a uh, the art book left, I think, and uh, once it'll be corrected. Seeing all the all the tubes and boxes with all the merch, the Merc merch, really gave me a strange um, feeling of satisfaction. Like it was the first time I felt it felt like it, um, you could actually see, like uh, physically yeah. see the amount of work we've put in doing all those, these things. Because most of it is digital, and like all the That's right. distribution was digital, so we never really had a. Like, like a physical way to quantify. Like you don't the go to the factory did, to see all the boxes from our games. Like yeah, yeah that's exactly. a million boxes. Yeah, but, and you know. seeing all, all that uh, this week was really, uh, really fun and strange. Like it, it really felt like wow. Okay, we did all that. I was cool. <laughs> I was really scared to see the like post Canada truck like burn in <laughs> the fire. <laughs> the guy that came to pick up the stuff was pretty scared as well. Yeah, nobody in the room yeah. told him he had to pick up like 200 packages. Yeah, that was his new high score apparently. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got a free T-shirt. Yeah, that's a good deal. Dev corner. Dev corner. Is uh, there a Dev curses corner? and chaos? I'm, yes. Uh, Working on the endings. Yes, yes. That you wrote. Yes, it's uh, it's really fun to watch because I we just I just think up of uh, writing stuff and uh, seeing you uh, giving life to uh, the, the stuff I wrote like a couple months ago is really exciting. It's uh, really well done. So right now you're like maybe you can explain how you work uh, art wise for the for the opening and the intro. All the the, the stuff you're drawing, uh, not unlike the opening for Merkings. Um, so you sketch at first. You you start by sketching that out on paper, and what oh, do you yeah, do? Oh yeah, I do really super rough, ugly thumbnail sketches, and then uh, from from what you wrote, mm -hmm. and then uh, I do um, I do bigger thumbnails of it, cleaner. I, I don't want to say cleaner because it's, it's still pretty <laughs> rough. Uh, a less rough version, uh, and then I put in uh, colors. And from that, I'll probably do a little uh, mock-up video or uh, or gifs to get a sense of how it should unfold. And if everybody's happy with that, I'll probably uh, start cleaning everything up uh, and integrating it. Yeah, but is, the, is it all animated in code this time? Or? No, actually, John, he was cool. He made us uh, some very primitive tools. Oh, okay, cool. Because, like, I think for previous games, we always end up doing like in-game cutscenes yep. where we remove sprites around, but we didn't have any tools, so it was always up to a programmer to do it, and they're always overloaded with other things, so realizing that we actually had yeah. to have some kind of tools, John gave us stuff where we can actually have, like, XY coordinate controls over things, so... Sweet. Yeah, eventually we're going to have, like, some pretty cool tools. And when you clean that up, uh, is it? it's pretty much like you already have your palettes uh, set it out, and you mostly know what the drawing is, so it's pretty much just using the... The, the pen tool in Photoshop, like uh, the pencil tool in Photoshop, and you just draw it like uh, pixel per pixel, pixel yeah, per pixel, pixel per pixel. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the the resolution for the game is pretty small, and for the intro and probably the endings as well, we went with a like a boxed smaller. I don't know how to explain. It's it. just framed, yeah. It's like like a smaller, uh, smaller image okay. inside that resolution, so it, it it gets to be really super small. Well, it's like the NES cutscenes, oftentimes were right. not full screen; they were like a little square in the middle. Yeah, didn't Mega Man do that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So it's a it's quite a challenge to actually uh, represent anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know because. 
You're pulling it off pretty good, though. Like sexy yeah, poker all over it, again. It, it, <laughs> it gets a, it gets a really um, like the amount of stuff you can put in is really limited. And I also went with a with a super limited uh, color palette for the intro and endings, uh, like in greenish tones and a and a red. So like um, almost looks like old print. And really, really limited. Like I think I only have like eight. Eight colors, so like having uh, multiple characters in front of each other, like wearing various uh, elements, doing all that in eight colors. It's it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty in- intensive challenge. Did you did you limit yourself to that palette just out of personal preference, or was there like, or you, is it is it supposed to emulate like a certain look, or or did you guys talk about that, or is it just? Uh, I did a, I did an illustration just for fun of uh, of the main characters. I didn't want to spend too much time on it, so I went with a, I went with it was actually just a like a simple grayscale image. But it, it does, it and is. then I I, I I I played around with filters and stuff, and it turned out green at some point, and I. It gives out a good feeling. It looks it's, amazing. I, I, yeah, I, it looks yeah, great. Yeah. I just wondered what the reason. I explore. I just explored that 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 visual a bit more, and but also I the, thought the, it, the it sprites looked. are in those colors, right? They're they're mm, not. They're no. three colors or four colors, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 The whole game is is really limited in color, so it, it reflects. Theme, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been weird to have your illustration be like with color skin and yeah, and a bunch or, of different colors, or not though. I mean, it could have been anything. So yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I, that's actually what I'm. I'm wondering for the endings because I'm not sure how it will look with the like popping greenish uh, mm. uh, pictures in the middle of colorful gameplay or oh, right, right. so. Should do them in 3D <laughs> <laughs> or uh, live action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live action? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's turning out great. So, like, all your suffering is is not for. Uh, for nothing, it's turning out great. Yeah, yes. cool. thanks. So well, I, I, it, it works for the intro, like because the intro is is remote from from the gameplay, mm-hmm. like, and it it tells a story, so it, it kind of makes sense that it would be like a different color because it's like flashback past or, tense. Yeah. It helped the the eerie feeling of the game, like a the curse. Yeah, reflecting the curse, and uh, yeah. so everything's greenish. Ghoulish, but for yeah, so I'll, we'll see. For the endings, I'm still not 100 percent sure how it will uh, how it will turn out. But uh, I, I, I know how it's going to turn out. It's going to turn out <laughs> great. As for myself, you're a good project manager on this, on, this game, on your game, Justin. You, you're motivating the troops. You're keeping the morale up. Well, I, I, all you have to do is just afford everyone as much, uh, you know, autonomy and uh, chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> Just respect their expertise. Exactly. Well, that's the thing too. Like we've all been working with each other. It's yeah. like I can com- completely trust things to people and the things that they do best. So for me, it's actually not hard. I just have to look over every once in a while and go, "Yep, looks amazing," <laughs> and it does. So you know, it's uh, when you got staff this good. Yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if you're doing your job right oh, this God. week or maybe next week. Right? We're going to test out your. Yeah, really. Soon. No, was, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Confidence. Yeah, exactly. You're um, almost done with the just about. I'm, I'm like three waves away from having the whole thing done. I mean, first pass done. Yeah, and then we'll play this. Yeah. We'll scrap everything. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean it's everything's a work in progress. So, uh, but it's it's. Is there any buses yet? John's got one boss. Yeah, I mean, look, John's been really busy with uh, oh, yeah, all sure the Kickstarter and stuff, so it's going to be fun because now that that's out of the way, we can just kind of like sprint to the finish and not before long we'll have more and more bosses done. I think that's maybe the biggest puzzle piece that's missing right now. And, so we'll uh, replace making boxes with making bosses. Hey! Oh. I see what you did. That was, that was bad. No, I, I appreciate the effort. You got hustle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's coming along, so, you know, it'll be fun to have that out of the way and then just focusing on other things because when you do sort of like dual roles, some days you animate, some yeah. days you design... When you're laser focused on one thing, like if I come back to like spriting, I'll just be like, dur, dur, and like not know what I'm doing. So, uh, so someone audio grabbed that. <laughs> is, is this why the, the hamburger helper mascot is in the game now? <laughs> well, 
That'll be, that'll be my text message ringtone. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do feel like I'm losing my mind, just like I'm losing my hair, slowly but surely. Yeah. But no, it's it's fine. So. I mean, it's pretty smooth compared to like, his working. head. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty smooth. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh man, we're getting punchy. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, we're not even drinking anymore while recording the podcast. Yeah. What about you, Carl? Yeah. What? Dev, Dev, how do you call it? Dev, Dev corner. corner. Oh yeah, with cakes. Carl's corner. Carl's corner. Oh yeah, my Dev corner. What am I? Yeah, I'm I'm in development on uh, <laughs> second half of issue three of. Gotham Academy, which is due. So you just finished. It just feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, I got copies of issue two yesterday. They showed nice. Um, issue two comes out next week. Issue three is half drawn. I'm actually like really hustling on that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it pretty fast. Um, it's due November, November 14th. It has to go to the printer. Wow. So I've got like the third issue, the third issue. So I have Jesus. to, and it's being colored. We've got two colorists on it. Um, you find another one? We found another colorist. Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. Cool. And, uh, and it's, um, I don't even know. It's all a blur. Like, you, you know, when you work on stuff, you, when, you know, when you like, you finish a project and you can't remember having worked on Yeah. So, like, there's pages I might look at from last week and I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> drawing this. <laughs> no, I don't know how this got done. That's what it feels like right now. It's so, I've got like, I think 10 pages, 10 or 11 pages left to do before November 12th but, or 13th. But then you'll be. Halfway done. And then I'm halfway done the first Ooh. arc, and then who knows what's happening after that. Six issues for sure, and then I don't know what's going on. How, yeah. how, mu- how much time will there be between arc one and two? I, well, DC's got some thing going on because they're moving. They're moving from the New York offices. They're closing New York, and they're moving to Burbank. So there's this weird like month or two. Maybe it's just a month. I don't remember. Anyway, there's a month like in March or April where they cease publication of everything that is currently being published. And there's like, there's a team who's working on some kind of event thing for that month, that month or two. And then after that, the, the regular stuff resumes. So I bet you they're going to do like a weird age of apocalypse ripoff for that. Or some kind of, yeah. some kind of crossover thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Actually, well, I saw, I saw part of what it is when we visited the offices and I can't tell you about it because I don't remember. Like I wasn't paying a lot, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I wasn't paying a lot of attention. It we was kind of, so slight yeah. and yeah. not interesting. I saw you artwork probably, on the walls. You were probably drawing those pages you don't remember. Yeah. I, while I was walking yeah. around the offices <laughs> yeah. in New York. Um, anyway, so, so there'll be a month off of Gotham Academy anyway. Okay. And then it will just resume with issue seven. And then I don't know what we're going to do schedule. I'm, I'll probably need a short break. So we might, maybe we'll do like a, have like a fill in like story or one issue or something like that. And then I'd continue on. I, I guess. I don't know. We have to talk about it. Hmm. I can't even think that far ahead. I mean, I'm so, so well, it's in pretty it. intense. Yeah. It's re- monthly comics are, are just a, a ridiculous schedule. It's, I don't know how anyone does it. I usually don't do it. It doesn't pay as well as you do. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, don't do it if you're looking to make money, for sure. Yeah, people, like, I think, if you look at a lot of monthly comics, like, they're really loose. Like, they're pretty rough. Not everything. Like, some Should stuff is really see, finished. Is especially loose. Yeah, maybe. Um, I can't say that, sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at this slate of what they're publishing, but I know I look at a lot of people's, like, just monthly work, yeah. and it's pretty, you know, it's like looser brushwork. Yeah. Um, so maybe they've, maybe other people have just found a way to do it faster or like do multiple pages a day, but I can't like, that's why I'm so impressed with Gotham Academy because it's, it's just freaking gorgeous. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what's, I don't know if it's maintainable. Like, I don't know if we can sustain that kind of quality for more than six issues. And it it, it has to be a a weekly, a monthly, uh, I I guess. Can it be done in advance? Like you can do the whole season and... I guess if we had enough lead time, we could, but like it's going now. So, yeah. so the only way to do it would be like, if we got like a couple issues of, of like, like a short fill in arc and I started the next arc well in it, like, yeah. you know, with like three or four months of buffer time, then we'll almost have to like, I, cause yeah. I can't like, I don't see my family now. Like I haven't barely seen my children in the last yeah, several weeks. So yeah, it's not, it's not cool. We but, have time to do uh, Halloween with your kids. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, technically, no, I don't have time, but I will. Like, yeah, tomorrow I'm, I'll have to leave early and I'll go trick or treating and all that and stuff. Yeah, so that's where I am. Stefan and I can do a couple of issues. 
They're not going to be good, but they they might be real terrible. (laughs) We'll make them. What characters do you want to do? You can you you can focus on all new characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We uh, we write a two-parter about like uh, students in the background while whatever happens in your first arc happens in their own background. Yeah. It'll be like that Harry Potter story where they're watching stuff from. It's like the time travel story. Exactly. You're just showing a different point of view from the first six issues. Yeah. You can always. Put in a fill-in with that. And uh, with that note, yeah, yeah, done, what? Yes, yes. <laughs> Lightning round question for Halloween. Yes. yes. Favorite Halloween or horror game? Quickly. Oh. <laughs> Man- uh, Maniac Mansion. <laughs> Maniac Mansion. Jeff. Okay. Uh, Justin. Dark Souls. Yeah, you could say it's horror team, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll go with Slender, because the, the Slender, the arrival game, is just creepy as shit. It's the scariest... Thing I've ever seen. I don't really like it's terrible, scary, it's scary or creepy games. Like yeah. I was telling John yesterday, I I can't play uh, Resident Evil because okay. or Splatter House. It's just too creepy. Like I don't want to explore any part of the map. Like <laughs> you, you you get to a door and you just hear like. <laughs> So he's just like, ah, nope, forget it, forget it. I'm, I'm just gonna run with my my herbs and. <laughs> Are you saying there should be an option to just hide in the closet? Yeah, yeah, and just, you win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you survive. But I, I'm gonna go with the seventh guest. Oh wow, that's yeah, a good one. That's my choice. I've only played it once when it came out. It was and one of my first CD-ROM game. <laughs> Did that thing have like a? You had to play it on like twelve CD-ROMs or something? No, it came on one. I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking of like Phantom Gore or something. Phantom Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that when I was young How much? with a with a, a old, an older cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was really uh, oh, really Costume creepy. Quest. That's what I'll take. To go quest with. is a good one. Yeah. yeah. The second one came out recently, but it seems like it's just more of the same. Mm. But, yeah. Jeff, yours is Destiny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Guys, where can we find you on the internet this week? Uh, Dumb 2D on Twitter. Well, you could always follow me oh, on Twitter, shit. but I mean, I don't say anything. I speak less than in this podcast, so yeah. it doesn't really... All, direct all questions to... <laughs> <laughs> At the JGS Boutin on Twitter. Uh, Justin underscore Sear. At JF Major with a zero and seven. Still? Oh, yeah. Free Good. original Jeff Major. <laughs> At Carl Kershaw. You can follow me at Yannick Belzil. Uh, you can follow uh, uh, Tribute Games at Tribute Games, and you can also follow us on uh, Twitter and uh, uh, on Twitter and on Facebook for our different games and for the company. And uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, please uh, consider giving us a review on iTunes, five stars. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> suggestions. suggestions, five stars. <laughs> we'll accept four, but we think it's worth five. Uh, so, we, uh, so the podcast can get uh, more known and have more listeners. And uh, so, yeah, that's a good reason. Like yeah, success, yeah. it's a star investment. You exactly. invest for the future, so that it becomes five stars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. So uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening to us this week, and uh, we'll be talking at you next week. Woo! Sauce. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. Yeah, yeah good one. Good. Our longest cast yet. Yeah, it's good.